The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome, everybody, to the KyberCast, episode number 22, The Rise of Skywalker, Final Saga trailer. This one, uh, with my good friend Michael Diaz, we are really going to get into this. Michael, how are you? I'm well. How are you doing tonight, Joe? Really, really good. Um, I am still contemplating the trailer. We've all watched it a few times. But, uh, you know, really excited to talk about it, break it down in a way that hopefully we're not going to do a scene-by-scene breakdown. You can find that in many places on the web. We're just going to give an overall and kind of think three things we like, three things we don't like. And some other things that will come in and out. And I'm sure Michael and I will agree and disagree on a great many thing. What? We never disagree. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So, for me, I'm going to kind of start overall. Like, the first time, like, I like the trailer. I'm not going to say it's the best Star Wars trailer I've ever seen. Because I don't think it is. Well, well, you can't start with that comment. When not no, no, I think is the best. We've kind of t- no, we've called, we've talked about that before. And while the movie may not be the best, I still think Phantom Menace has one of the best trailers. I mean, it was just great at the time. I agree. I will. I agree with you one hundred percent. So, it's I'll put it up against that one. But at the same time, the the best thing I like about this trailer is that I didn't actually learn anything more than I kind of knew. And I didn't want to learn anything more. I just wanted to see a little more visual texture, a little more color to what might happen. But nothing's changed from teaser to now, in my opinion, unless you see that differently. I I think it's changed a little just in that when they did the teaser for D23, they put that out Mm -hmm. and there was the whole um, Ray as evil Ray the double-bladed yeah. sword, or lightsaber, sorry. Um, we didn't see that in this trailer, so I think no. that just lends itself to the fact that that's going to be a vision. I think you mentioned before in that podcast after that trailer dropped, that teaser, that you thought it was probably something akin to, like when Luke went into Andegaba, when Luke went you know, into that cavern or whatever, and he saw himself yep. and he chops the head off and Oh my God, it's my own face. I think it's a dark side vision like that as well. And I think the fact that we didn't see any of additional footage of dark or evil Ray, that lent, that lends credence to the fact that it's not real. Right. And overall, like I didn't get that pop in the trailer, that chewy we're home, that, that, you know, holy crap moment. There was no holy crap moment for me in this trailer, but I liked the trailer overall. Does that make sense? Like, I think there was just, it was just a bunch of paintings throughout this and a lot of Easter eggs. This was, I believe this trailer was meant for two people, two types of viewers. 
one, the general public, number one. This is the trailer that yeah. everybody is going to see. Well, I mean, we, we've kind of texted things back and forth over the last 24 hours, and this trailer is meant for that general population audience, which is why it was kind of interesting to hear all the voices and kind of pull three things through and get people that don't really pay maybe as close attention as you and I may to uh, really get their eye and their attention to this to this movie. The other people that it was for is actually for the 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 super Star Wars nerd that will break it down and look at every ship in there and, and find though that's on purpose. Like JJ, like they're smart people. Like Lucasfilm are not dumb. They put this trailer out there. They know that people are going to stop this thing back and forth and do what we do and climb all the way through it. And that's actually good for them because those Easter eggs, they're all over the place. And we can get into a few here. That's one of the thing, three things that I like that we'll get into is the Easter eggs. But as an overall gut feeling, I really like the trailer. I, I, I think it got me. It pulled me in the most is when 3PO said I'm you know, looking at my friends. And then the next cut after he said friends was Chewie and R2. Basically, those three have been there since the beginning. That was a that was an interesting moment. It, it, it pulled me in, and, and if you think about it, both people that started that, when you've got um, Kenny Baker who passed away, and um, Peter Mayhew who passed away, who played those two characters, it was kind of a weird little. If you think about it from that point of view, it was it was that's the part that caught me. Oh, Did yeah. anything catch you in there that that pulled you in first of all, or no? Yeah, that was definitely an emotional moment, and um, I, I was going to mention that as one of the three things I liked. So, okay, um, yeah, we can jump into that. We can go back and forth throughout this whole thing of overall. But overall, was were you pleased or displeased? I would say I was seventy-five to eighty percent pleased, maybe even ninety percent. Because you're right, Lucasfilm cuts a fantastic trailer. Before we started to hit the record button tonight. You and I were talking, and mm-hmm. though Phantom Menace is not, you know, the best Star Wars movie by far, in 1990, what was it, six? No, nine, whenever. In 1999, mm-hmm. it was a fantastic trailer. Uh, it was a whole new thing. So I would say of the Star Wars trailers, I mean, it's, it's hard to judge them from... You know, the original series, you know, the original three, because we were kids and, you know, everything was amazing. I mean, I love the yeah. movie Flash Gordon back then, which is an awful, yeah. terrible movie, but back then I loved it. So I can't judge those trailers, but you're right. The the first, the prequel trailer for The Phantom Menace, fantastic. And then obviously the Force Awakens trailer, again, fantastic, because no one knew we were going to get Star Wars again until we did. Right. So right. is this trailer as good as those? No. And you're right. I really didn't have any amazing wow moments. We already know Lando is back, right? We, we've already heard rumblings mm-hmm. of, you know, Sidious Palpatine being back. So there was no huge reveal in this. It was, like you said, a lot of pretty painted pictures. Now, a lot of them were really good, and that's why I enjoy the trailer, but... I think you're right. It's missing a pop. Well, it's missing a pop for us. Now, if you're general public and saw that, you're like, holy crap, there's the emperor. What? What? Like, it's going to pull them back. You're going to see, you know, you hear everybody's voices from Finn 
to Poe, to Luke, to the Emperor, and Leia at the end, where she says always. I mean, there's a lot of cool things that pull you through. I, I think it's a, a good preview for the general population. I think, like I said, I think it's um, something that people like us can watch over and over and find different things and talk about one little shot that is the game changer of, you know, the entire the entire saga. If you're a, an original, if you come from the original trilogy and the first, the opening shot, I mean, we're thinking it might be Endor, right? Could be Endor. And I think it's a good hint when when she runs through that first thing and through the forest being trained or something, you see the helmet that looked like what Leia was wearing when she dropped her helmet and Wicket picked it up in this forest. That's a callback. That's a it's a clear way of saying, like, you know, you might know where this is at. And then they show some Death Star things and you're like, okay, well, we're probably near either Endor or could be Yavin too, because there was a Death Star there that blew up, but my guess would be be Endor. So I think those kind of things will pull the general public back in, like, oh, I remember that from Return of the Jedi. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. But that feeling that 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 pulled me in, the, the, I didn't get that huge gut feeling. Like I did when I was, now granted I was at Celebration when they had the first teaser come out and you just heard Palpatine's laugh. Everybody went bananas. Right. But I was with a crowd of, but I was with a crowd of people that eat it up. You get pulled into the moment and that was amazing. But that was, like I said, that was a lot of other circumstances there that made it that. But at the end of the day, it was, it was good. So um, overall, I like the trailer. I like it every time I watch it. I don't get upset. Um, I'm not a nitpicker in terms of like, well, it should be this, this or that. I'm letting it kind of play through for me. But I do like trying to analyze some things that maybe we'll talk about when we get through our our, our uh, kind of list of things and how we break this thing down in a way. So yeah, overall, I liked it. I'm pretty happy, I think. Well, then let's let's use that. Let's segue right into that. Then let's yeah. Give me the first thing you liked. Well, like I said at the beginning, so I won't. That way, I won't spoil it. I like that it did not give anything away to wreck the movie for me when I get there. I mean, I, I, di- I didn't want that because, I, A, I want to watch. I'm going to watch the trailers. This is cracked to me. So I have some friends that have completely cut themselves off, and I have some friends that, including maybe you, I won't give it up. I'll let you decide, that have read, like, almost spoiler scripts. And I sure as shit don't want that. I, I, I want to have a I good time. I didn't read a full script, but I did read a site. It was actually a subreddit that had extensive yeah. spoilers. Now, whether or not they're true, I can't say. We will not bring those up here. Though. No, 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 we no, 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 no. I'm yeah, not gonna, just so everybody knows. Yeah, I'm not going to ruin the experience for anyone. I read the spoilers because I wanted to know. Now that said, um, a lot of things mentioned in the spoilers, because this the spoiler Reddit is from well before this. We there's enough that happened in the trailer that leads me to think that maybe the spoiler page I read is at least fairly accurate mm-hmm. but i'm not gonna bring any of that up here so no first thing you liked so yeah, that's, was that the first thing i'm like yeah it was just it was kind of just out it gave me my paintings it gave me my visuals that i wanted to see the characters and it didn't give up anything new in my head based on even the spoiler that was first given to us well so i like that part of it i like that i think that was a smart move very smart move 
So one thing I liked, which I already touched on a few minutes ago, was just that C-3PO's line when he's sitting there and he's, you know, Poe looks at him and which, what's going on there, C-3PO? And he's like, I'm just taking a moment to look at my friends. That mm-hmm. I know you already mentioned it and we kind of already been through that scene, but I was not emotionally ready for that line. Because, I mean, it's C-3PO. And it's, it's just like you said, it's, it's the culmination. It's the end of all 42 years of Star Wars now. Well, so what so, does that make you feel in that fit? Like yeah, that part, does he, do you think he's going to go away forever? Do you think like there's a, obviously some creature, I forget the creature's name is working on the back of his head to, to program him to do something, whether it's perform an act or, you know, he's a protocol droid. Is there a language he's going to have to read? Is it some Sith thing? Who knows? But he's being reprogrammed or memory wiped or something. It's hard to say, um, obviously, because I haven't watched it yet. But we, we already saw in the last teaser, his eyes go red. And Star Wars has well established that anything red has to do with the Sith or evil. So what that means is what? that Are they going to somehow throw in a connection to Triple Zero from the comics? Doubt it. Yeah. Doubt it. But, but the red eyes kind of makes you think maybe. So I, I don't know if he's going evil. I, I don't know. But obviously the red eyes mean something. So we don't know if that happens before or after he says this. Who knows? But it's, it's obviously some kind of, it's a goodbye of some sorts. Does this mean you're going to kill off C-3PO? Right. I hope not. But it, it lends itself to some right. kind and of And we know that 3PO is uh, very dramatic. Like, you know, the world's going to die anyways. So he could be overly talking at that particular point. And if, like I said earlier in the podcast, that there's Easter eggs, and in this room, and where C-3PO is being reprogrammed, you see a battle droid over over his left shoulder, your screen right. There's a a battle droid from the original trilogy in that corner. It could be turning him into a battle droid to fight later and to help them fight because they need as much help as they can get because the resistance is small. But at the end of the day, great scene. And, you know, it's really a, a nod to all of us that have followed the saga from the beginning. It's really almost like breaking the fourth wall, so to speak. Exactly. I mean, like I said, it's it's not just C-3PO saying goodbye. It's the audience saying goodbye. Yeah. Because, once again, this is the culmination of 42 years of film. So, you know, tip of the hat, farewell what have you, something along those lines. So it was emotional because I I don't know that I'm emotionally ready to let go of Star Wars. Yes, Star Wars is going to still mm-hmm. continue to be. We already know. I mean, Disney's not going to let this cash cow go away. Star Wars is going to be around for a while. But this particular story, the, the Skywalker saga, is done. You know? I, And it's kind of weird because I thought... You know, it was kind of done 14 years ago in 2005. Was that when they released uh, Revenge of the Sith? Somewhere around there. So, but even then it it didn't feel like final final in that, yes, it was the last Star Wars movie we were going to see because George Lucas said he really didn't feel like making another trilogy. But it was prequel. So, you know, from Revenge of the Sith, it flows into then A New Hope. Right. And they 
So it still didn't feel ultimately final, even though it was at the time. But this one, we know the Skywalker saga is done. They're they're all too old. For now. I mean, for now. I, here's the thing. We already, we already know Lucasfilm is going to be doing more films. And they've already said, whether it's the guys that did Game of Thrones or Ryan Johnson's trilogy, whoever's doing it next, or if, even if both of those are scrapped, and Kevin Feige is coming up with a new trilogy. Who knows? Doesn't matter as far as the Skywalkers are concerned. Because if they do another trilogy, we already know they're going to wait a few years before they put out another movie. So, and then we know these take now at least six years. Under Lucas, they took, well, four years under Disney, but they would take six years. Right. You know, for release time. Still closer to a 10-year commitment for those movies to come out. This time it was like a five, six year commitment for the actors. So they're going to delay another three years and at least six more onto that. How old is is uh, Harrison Ford going to be if they decide to do another set? Yeah. 15, but, 20 years from now. He's not, no, he, he wouldn't not have anything around. to do with it anyways. Well, even if he didn't, same with... Uh, with oh, no, Skywalker. I'm not saying well, the Skywalker saga can continue. It doesn't have to be any of those characters. Well, I mean, there's a Skywalker... Okay, so we don't need to see them, but okay, but who who is the other Kylo Skywalker Ren. left? I mean, everybody forgets he's a Skywalker. I mean, okay. I don't understand why people forget that because his last name's not Skywalker, but he is. Okay, so he is a Skywalker. So are we? So in twenty years, when you know he or has children, dude, we don't know. We don't know. Or his children. Uh, it's a lot of speculation we, that, you know, it's not worth right. at this particular moment. But I don't, I mean, I say it's not going to go away forever because, you know, yeah. Well, we know it's not. So yeah. I'm sorry we got off the rails. But the, the thing is, my whole point was that this feels final. It does. It does. I think uh, Disney's trying to make it clear that they want to move on from the Skywalker thing, which, you know, that's a way to do it. And we'll see what they do with that. So that's, we've both had one things that we like, one thing that we liked. Um, I'll let you lead the next thing that you like, and then I'll come into mine. What was the second thing that you liked in the preview? Well, here's what I want to do. I don't want to end this podcast podcast on a, on a sour note because you know, as well as I do that I can rant and I can say, right. I can get, I can start going down a hole of things I want to bitch about. So to avoid that, I'm going to, I'm going to say my bad thing now. Okay, so we'll ping pong it. We'll We're ping pong. pong. So that a, way, hopefully, we can end on a positive note. All right. Well, so, we'll make sure we will. I, I absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to say also, C3PO's line was also bad, and here's why: it was very emotional, as I just said, but part of it rang untrue in the fact that yes, we see R2, and he's been with R2 since you know day one. Um. He looks at Chewbacca, who Chewbacca, you know, he's been there almost since day one. Well, no, not even. He's been there since like year 17, 18. The point is, Artu's been there since day one. He knows those people, but Ray and Finn and Poe and whoever Carrie Russell's character was, in there, he doesn't know those people. He, he, is not, he does not have the bond with them that he had with Luke and Leia and Han. He just doesn't. So that part... Though it was an emotional thing for me, that also bothered me because you don't know who those people are. So that's my bitch. I it it's semi fair. I understand it. 
But when they cut right to Chewie and R2 afterwards, I, I get it. And but it, I think it's fair because it's it what it does is it does remind us that we never got to see the three main characters together in one shot. And when you see it, when you hear a line like that, you it kind of makes you remember that you didn't get a chance to see them all together again. You know, and sometimes life doesn't work that way. I mean, sometimes, you know, if you look at it from a real life situation, you know, sometimes you never get a chance to see the people that you wanted to again. Something happens. People pass away and you think you have the time and you don't have the time. So it's kind of a good lesson in these movies that, you know, just because you wanted them all on the ship again and the Millennium Falcon feel good, but, you know, maybe you just don't get those chances again. And maybe you should cherish those chances you have with your family or friends and, you know, think about that. So, right. And I, I, I get what you're saying. I accept that. That you know, yeah, it would have been lovely if we could have seen our, uh, you know, C3PO say goodbye to, you know, Leia and Luke and and Han. But you're right. We life is not perfect like that. So yeah. But that said, I part of it, like I said, part of it is definitely earned because he's speaking to the audience. He's speaking to Chewbacca and R2. But also part of it is unearned because, and that's the part I didn't like, because he's, there's been no establishment within these last three films that he's bonded with any of these new characters. I mean, in, in uh, The Force Awakens, he's with Leia the whole time, right? Pretty much, yeah. So, and he's barely in it. And same with, uh, well, in Rise, he actually spent some time with Poe because Poe, like, yelled at him every five minutes because he was, you know, going to... Uh, he wanted him to keep quiet when the other people were on the when right. they went to Canto Bite and that stuff. So at least he had more interaction with him there. Correct. So there was, but but it's not the same. I mean, obviously Empire. He was going back and forth with Han the whole movie, and, and not just that. Like that's what makes him the bond with Chewie. Chewie put him back together. They spent time together. You know, he, Chewie's the one who found him with the Ugnats and yeah, brought him Chewie, back to life. Basically, if Chewie, Chewie didn't find him, he was done. Right. Chewie was all sad when he found him. Yeah. So I, those bonds, th- those are the ones that hit me and pulled at my heartstrings. And like I said, also because he's talking to us, the fans. So, but, so I both loved it and thought it was bad. So right. your turn. Okay. So what I didn't like, well, one thing I didn't like is I'm not quite sure we saw even characters that were introduced in this tr- sequel the way we probably should is Maz Kanata part of this. They, and it, from my opinion, she was kind of a interesting person to bring in to force awakens of which no one in Ryan Johnson completely destroyed that storyline because I think Lupita had a contract to be in it and they just threw her in for a second and that kind of screwed up his writing. So I'm wondering if she's in this. So I think that was, it's not that I'm upset. I was like, I, there's a lot to tell in this story and we know that it's going to be like two hours and like 35 minutes, something like that. There's so much to go through. Um, I thought maybe they would have a little more characters that they might show in here. And I, I don't think having Maz in there would have been like a spoiler. Um, That's a good point. I, I had completely forgotten about Maz, not because she's not an interesting character. She was, I, she was very interesting and awesome in the force Awakens. Yeah. And you're right. She just had a throwaway one scene, remote scene, in The Last Jedi. And is she even going to be in this? Um, don't I don't know. know. 
I don't know. I didn't check IMDb to see if her. I, I'd assume that her name's in the credits, anyways, because they signed the deal. Right, and right. I'm not uh, going to go too far down this path, ranting no. again. But we we've seen a bit of this in this the sequel trilogy, in that underutilized characters, for example, Captain Phasma, they did nothing with her. Yeah, I get people say, "Oh, but the comics, you know, and in the book, she's she's got a lot yeah, of background." Yeah. That's fine. That's awesome. But I wanted to see her be a badass in the movies. We didn't see that. So it's, it's just fitting the theme that some characters, they didn't give enough time to grow throughout the trilogy. And they just kind of got discarded. Like Maz Katana, we think. Right. So I don't. I think that's a small thing for me to not like, to be honest with you. But it's one of them. And that's fine. You don't have to. They don't all have to be ragers. But no. now, now we can move into something else we liked. So do you want to go first? No, you go first this time. For the like. For the like. I loved the space iceberg and the the TIE fighters flying towards en masse. I don't know what that is. I don't know what's going on. Uh, like I said, I did read some of the spoilers and even that, they didn't say anything about that as from what I saw. So I, maybe someone somewhere out there, maybe they put something in some magazine, but I don't know what that giant space iceberg was but it was an impressive and badass scene and i loved it it's one of those great paintings that jj does well i mean yes yes i no doubt about it i mean like i said i don't know what's going on all i see is all these tie fighters flying at it obviously it's important for some reason don't know why now they shift right there then to the scene of the throne for appears to be sidious's throne Mm -hmm. Don't know if that's on the iceberg, space iceberg. I don't know. Don't care. All I know is the scene grabbed me and it made me feel like a little kid. Yeah, it was, it's one of those shots. It's kind of the same thing when you see all the ships, the Millennium Falcon come in and they go right into the window and, you know, it's, you know, he, he paints beautiful pictures. I mean, JJ Abrams paints beautiful pictures and that's, that's what this trailer was. Like we said, it's really good at that. So I'm, I'm glad that brought you in. Um, totally brought me in. Loved it. So one of the things I liked, too, is, believe it or not, I really liked Kylo Ren in this. When he answers, when after Ray says, nobody knows me, and he says, but I do. And he comes out, he looks determined. He looks badass. He looks wet. I think he, I guess he spent six days filming that, like six days in the rain. Oh, my God, that'd be horrible. <laughs> no, um, thank you. Yeah. But I, I really think like, as I've watched this entire sequel trilogy, he is by far becoming actually my favorite character of of all of them, and I think, I think it's tough for people to like him. Obviously, the man who killed Han Solo obviously is is going to be hated. But Adam Driver just brings a lot to that role, and he's a very good actor, and I think he's done a phenomenal job of rage and that kind of thing. So he looks really calm, but, but determined rather than angry as much in this, when he comes through that water and, you know, there's a couple scenes with, of them fighting and there's one where they kind of break uh, something apart and people say, well, they're working together. I don't think they're working together in that particular shot. He's got his helmet on and they break this statue thing, which could be, I don't know if it's a statue of, Palpatine or Vader or something, I think, but they're fighting each other. I, I watched this think, scene over and over, and yeah. I, I want to say that it's 
some kind of stand. Because we already know he has Vader's melted helmet. I think it's tied to Vader somehow, but I'm sorry. I, I cut in. But yeah. I think that's what it is. No, I, I agree. I mean, it's something like that. But I think people were thinking that they were fighting together. They're actually fighting each other, and that got in the way. So oh, I, I agree 100%. I, I think that's exactly what happened. Now, what? why I liked that particular scene, this is kind of grouping my Kylo and this in one extra. Is, that looks like Bespin, wherever they're at. You know, looks like Bespin, and I'll be, or someplace that's like it's very bright. You see a little city in the background, or it looks like a city, and it's just uh, interesting kind of scene. And is it? I don't, I, who knows what happens? And I think you know, we know one of the East, it was Bespin if I saw someone running by with an ice cream maker. It's true, or a bald dude with headphones, right? <laughs> Sorry. Wouldn't it be great? But it does, no, look, no. It does look like Bespin. I agree with you. It, it could be. I mean, I don't know if it is or not, but I'll tell you what. If Lobot is in this movie, that would be the shit, wouldn't it? That would be awesome. I'd be I'd be good with that. But we'll, we'll talk about throwbacks and whatnot in a minute. So the, that's uh, Kylo Ren is, is something in this preview that I really... I'm really drawn to where he's going. It makes me want to... It makes me... Why I think it works in the preview is it makes me want to see it because I think he is the Skywalker journey in this. I think those that are holding out for Ray being a Skywalker are probably holding on to the wrong thing. But I know. agree because they've already they already said in the last movie that her parents are nobodies. So, and I think now I mean JJ has been clear that he doesn't want to undo what Ryan did, but. I, I, I think if we suddenly, you know, it was kind of teased that she was someone important or came from someone important in the first movie. And then the second movie, no, she hasn't. And then to bring it back, I just, I think that's clunky and bad storytelling. So I got to believe that she really is just who she is. And she came from drunks. I think she's a clone, but we'll leave it at that. That's fine. Maybe she is something, yeah. but I, yeah. I don't think she's a Skywalker. I think to make her a Skywalker at this point would be hackneyed. Right. Right, right, right. Okay, so I will... I have to come up with something else that I didn't like. <laughs> well, you don't have a long list of what you didn't like, huh? huh I don't because I'm pretty open-minded about this. So there's nothing that I I hated. I I guess... Well, let me... I'll throw, okay, let's, let's go with something else we liked. Give me something else you liked. Well, I like that there's throwbacks to a lot of areas. If people that aren't as geeky as me will probably not catch, like the throne. You mentioned the throne of the Emperor. Well, that's an original drawing of Ralph McQuarrie from Return of the Jedi's throne. So, like, they brought Ralph McQuarrie's artwork back into this movie. So they're bringing things back in that that Lucas had when he was writing Return of the Jedi, which he abruptly ended because there's a lot of reasons he ended that movie in a certain way. He, he meant for this to go further, but he, he made some decisions and like Leia was not going to be Luke's sister. There was going to be another Skywalker somewhere else, but because he wanted to end it and was tired, he kind of wrote Leia in almost at the last kind of thing. So in that artwork, if you look up through the books, you'll see a Rolf McQuarrie's, throne room throne and it's exactly the same as what you'll see here in in the preview which leads me to believe you know 
it's it's letting me know that the emperor is back. I like that. This is where you and I will probably differ, which is interesting. If and I'm glad that Palpatine's back. I'm glad that this person that's been manipulating everything from the get go found his way to the end. And I think the rationale is there. If you look at what Palpatine has done and how he's laid the dominoes, it only seems fitting that this person that who we believe killed Darth Plagueis to understand how to cheat death. He most certainly had contingency plans. He's smart. He's also for a Sith, probably the most patient out of all the people, if, even of Jedi's. I mean, the, he's learned patience over the years. He's waited a long time for his plan to come through, and that—that's patience, which is interesting. But if you look back at his past, he created General Grievous. That was a a man, but he kept alive by machines. He created Darth Vader. Was another man kept alive by machines. So he understands how to at least keep life alive through inanimate ways. Now, there's a scene in this preview where. Ray's looking up, and it looks like it's possibly the Emperor. You see a cloak in the like left-hand side, and he could be hooked up to some apparatus. He could be floating. He could be, could be a video screen. Who knows what she's looking at? But I believe that, you know, it's that's her facing the Emperor, and he's he's found a way to cheat death all the way through. And I like that. Uh, well, I got to talk about something I like, other than respond to that. <laughs> Well, no, you can make it what you don't like if that's one of them. No, no, no. I want to... You are right in that the more I think of it, the less that I like that Palpatine is in this. When when we just heard his voice in the teaser back in August, I was like, maybe he'll show up in a flashback or some kind of... Not a Force ghost, because obviously Sith have not yet come back as Force ghosts, so... I thought there was going to be some illusion or some dream sequence or somehow some, you know, still dead Palpatine reference. As it's becoming much more obvious that he actually could be alive again, I don't like it. I don't want him back because now, now it's become, it's not that, it's not so much the Skywalker saga, it's the Palpatine saga because he's been there since day one too. But also, I find it's really hard to explain where the hell he was in the first two movies. Why? Why? What was this Supreme Leader Snoke bullshit? I don't know. It just. Well, we don't know. Well, that's why the story has to. Unfold. That's why I'm not going to say yay or nay. I'm happy that the Emperor is involved. I I won't be negative on it until I, they have to tell the story. They have to explain why Snoke is there. No doubt. What was he? Right. They have to. Well, what if they don't? Then that'll be a problem. I mean, I'm, and I'll call it out. I mean, just some weird baddie out of nowhere. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't particularly like Count Dooku either. It's like, oh, you killed one of the coolest villains, and now we have this other guy out of nowhere. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. I hated I hated Count Dooku. I thought that was a terrible character. Like, I don't know. That was, but it didn't mean. I don't know. He wasn't as badass as Maul. I mean, Maul looks like a freaking demon. There's no question. Maul looks sweet. But there was no. There was again no. All of a sudden, it's like, oh my god, we're fighting Count Two. Well, who is that? And then you have to like again go through canon things to find out who he was. He was, a, you know, this or that. But you know. So, so I think they do have to explain Snoke. I will give you that for sure. Okay, we're in agreement there. They need to. If they don't, the story is going to lack because of it. 
Yes, and only two hours and 35 minutes scares me. Yeah. <laughs> with all they got to say, with all they have to say. But it could be solved very simply. Who knows? It could be, but... Snow could have been nothing more than a manifestation, much like as a like like Luke manifested himself across the galaxy. Could have been just a manifestation of the Emperor oh, that's only the whole time. That's a lame excuse. Lame, but it could be. But it, and it's an explained. It, it is explained. But, I mean, it could be a way. I don't know. Yeesh, a way. Well, not saying it's a good way. I'm saying it's a way. This is true. This is true. So... Kind of went negative there, but something I did like. I mean, you liked Palpatine's back. That's fine. You're allowed to think that. Um, <laughs> some of my, I guess my most of my likes are much more simple in that, um, like just like you said earlier, they're the pretty paintings. I loved the space iceberg. I loved the emotional pull of C-3PO saying those lines. You know, I'm just looking at my friends, and I loved that scene of the black blockade runner flying low through the trees. I don't know why yep. I liked it so much. Pulled you back. It did. It pulled me back. And I'm like, I know that ship. Now, is it the Tantive Four? Don't know. I would assume the Tantive Four was destroyed as they ripped it apart looking for the Death Star plans. And that is, you know, they ripped it into scrap. So I hope it's not the Tantive Four because that would take some explaining. But obviously. Well, it's, an, it's a Corvette. They call it, those are Corvettes in their world. I don't know why they ever named them that because it takes me back to here, but they were always, they were called a Corvette. They were used in Rogue One, if you remember, to get the Corvette to push the... Yeah, well, you realize the a Corvette is a, yeah. a type of ship. That yeah, I do. Even naval, like it's a naval term. Yep. Okay. I didn't speak, I mean, sure. Are you saying that the term Corvette makes you think of the it's, car? It's just one of those weird, you know, earth terms that gets, you know, that kind of thing. Well... Star Destroyer. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Okay. Um, but yeah, love the Blockade Runner. It was just cool to see, and I really can't say much more than that. Than it. it did pull me back. It was like, oh, my youth, but it looks cooler and better than it did, you know, <laughs> zipping over, you know, Tatooine. I mean, it was really close, up in, yeah. up in your face. Oh, I loved it. Well, it was what well, was leaving, right? It was le- almost leaving, like Yavin or Endor, or wherever wherever it's at. Right. So that's a like. All right. Do I have one more? Don't like? Is that what I'm supposed to do next? <laughs> Whatever you have. If you don't have one, I've got one more dis. I've got one more dislike. I know we're supposed to be three and three, but I've got one more dislike, and then I I want to end on a positive note. So I got one more major like, and I've saved in that one. So. I don't know if I have another clear dislike other than I'm just worried. Like I have an overall sense of worry that, you know, what is it missing? Like, what's this movie going to miss? And I think there's, you know, when you don't, I, I guess what I'm getting at is I don't feel the reassurance that maybe I'm going to love it or maybe I'm going to hate it. I don't want to be negative. I'm not negative about it. I just, there was nothing that gave me that super reassurance of like, he nailed it. Do you know what I mean? I don't have doubts. I just don't have, you know, assurances. You're not the negative Nelly, the Debbie Downer that I am, that when you don't see what you like, you think this movie's going to be shit. That's not you. No. That's me. Right. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> but as I said, maybe I just, my default low is lower than yours. But I, I kind of hear what you're saying in that there isn't, 
there isn't some scene that shows me that yes, he stuck the landing. And maybe but there was one thing. There was one thing that gave me hope, though. To kind of piggyback that, it's actually when Luke Skywalker started talking, and his line. I felt like maybe Luke was back from that. You have to face your fears. Is is it's like he learned, or he's the hero again because he's faced. He's faced. It's what he's always done. And hearing him say that was like, okay, JJ is bringing him back the right way. That's. I mean that that gave me hope. Right. I can see that. I'm good with that. So. So your negative is not very negative. Yours is just that. No. Reassure you. Here's. Okay. (laughs) Go for it. Just throw (laughs) it down. Get it all out now. So this trailer was full, just chock full of throwbacks and callbacks to not only this trilogy, but the entire Star Wars saga, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, I've mentioned my issues and complaints with JJ in the past. And that when The Force Awakens first came out, I realized it had to be a greatest hits of Star Wars to kind of be a palate cleanser and restart. Right. I was okay with that. But for me, The Last Jedi made The Force Awakens even worse because I started seeing it more as, okay, Maybe JJ's not the savior. Maybe all he can do is a greatest hits. And so now, though I like you say that, I'm going to stop you real quick. You do that all the time. Ryan Johnson made that movie. That's not his. That's not JJ's fault. You, I, I have yet. You have never blamed Ryan Johnson. Oh yes, I'm not blaming in the podcast we have. I'm not blaming Ryan Johnson, or I'm not blaming uh, JJ for the second movie. What I'm, okay. what I'm saying is. When they first said J.J. was coming back, I had some hope. But now from what I've seen, don't get me wrong, some of the callbacks I like. I just mentioned, you know, C-3PO saying goodbye. But also, I didn't like C-3PO saying goodbye. I'm going to do that again. As much as I thought it was badass that the blockade runner was flying low, it's another callback. It's another repetition, a repeating of the past. You got the block runner. And now we saw one of the major scenes, the climactic scenes in the trailer, was the Y-Wing doing a barrel roll, taking on a Star Destroyer. And that's the thing, too. We're seeing Star Destroyers again. They're not the First Order Star Destroyers. These are classic-looking, you know, Empire, you know. So did you think that in the prequels as well? No, because they're all new. They're not new. They were they were mirror images of what was shown to us before. The star destroyers they had then were a little more square, not quite as pointed. They had the same kind of ships. There were stormtroopers, but they were clone troopers. There's just a mirror. There was a, a, a even some almost shot for shot stuff taken. And George Lucas would say that to your face. He would say, "Yeah, there's echoes, and they're they're like poem stanzas of of rhymes." that he would do over and over yeah, and, uh, and things that connect in circular. So there's, there's, there's a ton of callbacks in in the prequels. Yeah, but a ton. What I liked about the prequels is I liked the evolution of the, how you can see how the ships and the equipment evolve into what we know in star Wars. I liked that. I, mean, I would say, I would say more like devolved. Well, you can say that too. I can see that through war and attrition in a good way. I, I say that in a good way. Like you had the, 
the the most streamlined ship in Naboo that you've never seen in any of Star Wars because everything else is all destroyed by war or used and very dirty and, oh, yeah, yeah. and Naboo was like super clean and all and that this, kind of stuff. So this is an argument I've made before and why it was okay with it because you're right, the Naboo, the Naboo was not obviously a, a military power, so their their ships, while very capable, were more about looks, right? So they were sweet. Yep. But and people say, well, why are things so much nicer before? Well, it's kind of like this. Think of the Soviet Union under Tsar Nicholas and all that blah, blah, blah. And then the Soviet Union comes in and the state seizes all the means of production. You could, that's right. the same thing with the empire. So everything becomes very industrial, very staid and very gray. And that's what we see in the empire. But before yep. that, you know, it was the Grand Army of the Republic. So there was some fanfare and there were banners and there was more color. I mean, a way more color. I mean, the clone troopers, you know, first the colors indicated rank, but then they shifted to meaning different, you know, legions and whatnot and blah, blah, blah. And there was that evolution because the, the clone troopers really looked kind of more like uh, the faces were much more similar to maybe a Mandalorian helmet. But by the time, obviously, you get to Revenge of the Sith, they're almost Stormtrooper-esque. I mean, they still got a little right. bit of the ridge. I liked that evolution. And I like the evolution of the stormtroopers to the much more modern-looking stormtroopers of the First Order. I like all that. I love the stormtroopers. I don't have a problem with any of those designs. In fact, I'm not an uber collector, but I buy all the stormtrooper variants, including all the new ones. I They do it for me. Right. So, But you're talking but, – but you're saying that seeing the ship come up, the, the Corvette, the Tantive – that while it rings nostalgia to you, that that's also a bad thing. Yeah, because it's, it's in my opinion, I haven't seen the movie yet, obviously, but my opinion, J.J. is relying too much on callbacks by showing that, showing the Y-Wings. Like, it's more of, remember that movie you loved as a kid? Well, here are those ships again, and they're going to win the battle again. So isn't that kind of the job of a general preview, though, that people they don't follow it like us? Doesn't that help get them to the, like at the end of the day, right? This film needs to succeed. Otherwise we don't even get more star Wars that we want. So I want it to do really well. <laughs> so however he gets people in that their butts in the seats, I'm totally fine with. But see, okay. Let me bring it back to the original series, the original see, uh, original trilogy. I mean, yeah, we had X wings and we had Y wings, <clears throat> excuse me. And then we really didn't have so much of space battles and whatnot, and like not the major, you know, fighter battles in Empire, but instead, instead we got snow speeders. Badass. Mm-hmm. Every movie there was something new, and maybe it was because they wanted to sell us a new toy, and that's fine. But Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. By Return of the Jedi, we had the X Wings we know, we had the Y Wings, and then what? An A Wing? That's badass. Oh, a B Wing? That is so cool. And we're not seeing that in these films. Another Death Star? No way. Okay, see, yeah, that's lame. That's lame. And that's the thing. <laughs> I'm done with Death Stars. You know, we saw it in Star Wars. We saw it, or No Hope, New Hope, if you want to call it that. We saw it in Return of the Jedi. We saw it, come on, the Star Killer base? It's a fucking Death Star, okay? Just way bigger. Um, oh, yeah, they've made fun of it in, in the movie itself. Right. So I, I don't want to see any more freaking Death Stars either, okay? But, you're not. You're not going to. You'll see a destroyed one, and that's fine. But I, I, I don't want any more Death Star shit. And hopefully, we don't see anything like that. But I do want to see 
more different fighters. You know what I mean? Now, I get the argument that the resistance is far more cobbled together than the uh, than the uh, rebels were. The rebels actually had soul, you know, had, had entire systems that supported them, like um, you know the Mon Calamari's or Mon Calamari. They yeah. they were yeah. the shipbuilders for the capital ships for the rebellion. So they actually had their own ships, and each one was unique. Okay, yada, yada, yada. So I get that the resistance is far more cobbled together, so they're going to use the older tech. I just, I get the arguments, okay, but I want to see something new. And seeing all... And we may. Remember, this is just a preview. I know. But to get people... I know, I know, but like I said, you're seeing the Blockade Runner. You're seeing the Y-Wing. You're seeing Star Destroyers again. Or and you're even, even as cool as that scene of the Star Destroyer breaking through the ice. It is a sweet looking Mm -hmm. scene, but you know what? I've seen it already. Well, you've seen the Star Destroyers before, but not that scene. I have seen very similar to that scene in Star Trek Into Darkness, also directed by J.J. Abrams. We see a very similar scene of the Enterprise emerging from water. Yeah. So again, this just, I'm not trying to totally... Totally shit on JJ, but I'm seeing a lot of repeats of stuff I've already seen before. Fair enough. Those are fair statements. For sure. So I didn't like that. And when you're ready, I can give you my biggest like, which might be your biggest like. Well, my biggest like is I've hinted at it at the beginning and who this previous four is all the Easter eggs for people like me that read the comics, that read the books, that watch the rebels on TV and watch resistance and, and all that. And a lot of it is from the, if you remember, they said a, a preview of the preview they sent out. And, and that was exactly for people like me to stop and look at that, all the ships in that shot where you see the ghost and you see, you know, the Mon Calamari ships and everything that's in, when we were kids, all those ships and I know it's nostalgia, but to see them all there, I mean, to see the ghost in there to me, was just awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Watches rebels. It's like, I mean, even I saw it. Now that doesn't, that doesn't mean, yeah, that that doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to see the ghost crew of Hera in there and, you know, which means maybe Ahsoka's alive and all that kind of stuff could happen, but we're not, we're not going to, but we are, we are already through that Easter egg in for rogue one though. So, and I'm good with that. I love that they did that Easter egg. In fact, we even saw Chopper rolling by in a scene in Rogue One. So, but I would love for them to have a Twilight in this, like as 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 the leader as, as Hera is. Like they need to do that. Like the one criticism I give of all the sequels is that they did not use the creatures that were created enough. Like over the you know eight movies, six movies prior. Sorry. You know what I mean? Like no Rodians, no. Where's the Jawas? Where's the like? I know Jawas are on Tatooine, but whatever. Where's where's these other creatures like that we've seen? No, you make a good point. I mean, the argument's been made that the uh, the Empire is racist and that it's almost all humans, but we don't see really that many. I mean, we see other alien species um, in the Rebellion and in the Resistance, but none of them in commanding roles. Except for a knee numb. Well, I don't know if he's a, he's a cult. The only one either. that I know for sure that is a commanding role was Admiral Akbar. Or Admiral Radis. Was that right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they kind of had to be because the Mon Calamari 
built the badass ships. So, well, of course, we're going to command them. So, right. Well, other than that, it's it's all it's almost all white, and hold on, there's all a fair amount of white people. Not as many as there were in the original films, but still a lot of white people saving the day. Now we have a lot more color. Thank God, we've got Finn and we've got Poe, we've got Rose. Right. So good. But I. But but the but the Easter eggs in this is what made me happy. Like you know, even the callback of when when Ray's looks like she's training on possibly Endor. Then they cut to her in the in the some kind of ship, which takes you back to Force Awakens. Like that's her character. She was a scavenger. Yep. Yep. That's good that they they, they brought. I like that. Um. You know, showing them all gathered around. Somebody, I don't know if it's Poe or if it's Billy D. Williams or if it's Lando who's leading, but it looks like, you know, takes me to the, to Yavin 4 and the, and the band of rebels from even Rogue One, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, I just love those. And again, those are the paintings of it that, that are showing me the broad strokes of JJ's brush of really letting me in this thing. Seeing, like I said, the throne, um, I'm just trying to make sure I don't miss any of those kind of Easter eggs before we, we talk about, but looking at all the little things, you know, that's what made the preview for me is, is, is these little things. Plus they didn't really give up the story too bad. Um, yeah. So, I, uh, you know, it was good to see, you know, it was kind of funny. They didn't mention, um, Carrie Fisher's birthday at all. I thought maybe they would the preview, um, coming out on her birthday. Yeah, but, uh, that is weird. That is weird. So I, I love that there's a shot of um, Ray and Kylo in what we believe is the original, or is the Return of the Jedi Death Star, Death Star Two throne room where Luke and Vader fought. Um, could this be where they found out their brother sister? Wouldn't that be interesting? Um, that would be weird. Would be could be so anyways i it's the easter eggs the little things there's stuff you know i, I don't want to get into here because it might be spoilers but um yeah I'm, I'm i'm overall excited and i'm good i don't want to see anymore to be honest with you no neither do i i, I i'm ready just to watch the film and take it as it is now i'm gonna end with my favorite thing about the trailer because I have, I'm, I want to end on a high note. And that is the final scene of Ray standing there. And you hear Luke voiceover. The Force will yep. be with you. And then it switches to Leia, Carrie Fisher. One word. Always. God damn, that was good. It was good. I was kind of hoping... As I thought about that last line, I said, wouldn't it have been cool if you'd have heard like Ben Kenobi's first voice, like starting that sentence, like, like, like if you just heard him say the force and then Luke says, we'll be with you. And Leia said always would be, that would have been a topper for me. I had to watch it a, be- a second time because initially I thought they may have used, because the first time I watched it, it was Monday Night Football. The kids were still up. I didn't right. focus. So I was like. Who said that? Who said that? But then, and I had yeah. to replay it again. And when I heard Carrie say always, oh my God, which obviously with Carrie Fisher, you know, unfortunately no longer with us, 
God, it was just so poignant. It was. Yeah, it was very, very good. All right. So as we wrap this up, do you think it, does it feel like it links all the sagas? Do you feel like you're going to get that feeling? Well, yeah. Since it's the end, and and you and I agree, this is this is a tough one, right? It's a tough landing to stick. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things up in the air for JJ to bring down. I mean, there's a tremendous responsibility here. Um, I will know that he will not make fifty percent of the people are going to hate this movie because of who they are as fanboys. Period. They're going to go, you know. So, but can he link the stories? I honestly don't know. I don't know. I. I think so. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is, like I said, Disney or Lucasfilm, whoever, they can cut a trailer. The movie looks good, and I did get excited, and there was many, many things I loved about the trailer. But is J.J. going to bring it all together? I just have to remove the thoughts of Star Trek and Lost from my mind. And think that this is going to be it. This is going to be the one. I got to not think about. <laughs> I got to not think about what was that? Eight millimeter or whatever that was, or maybe it wasn't eight millimeter. That all movies that I liked, obviously, but you didn't. Right. So, based on his track record, I'm not super convinced, but. All the movies I just mentioned that I have issues with, you love. So it could be come December 19th, 20th, you're going to be like, oh my God, that was it. He fucking nailed it. And I could be, oh man, all my worst nightmares came true. But I still hope. I want want something good. Yeah. Yeah. I Listen, there's going to be no perfect. I just hope, I guess if you ask one thing that I want, I want some kind of acknowledgement of Anakin and Obi-Wan throughout this thread. Like, I just want something. I don't know what it is. We had Yoda last time. I, I just, I just want it. You're, you're going to have a whole series about Obi-Wan and coming out and, and granted I'm biased. He's my favorite character and you know, but we'll see. I want, I just want that thread, especially Anakin. I feel like Anakin needs to be, like Hayden Christensen should be in here somewhere. I don't know why, but he should. But I know I want to say another. That being said, it so also that being said, it's made me excited for this film. I can't wait, and just to know that in a couple of weeks, Mandalorian will be out. It'll take my mind away from this, so I don't have to think about this for a bit, and I can let it go, and it'll kind of creep up on me. I'm excited for that. You know, here's the thing, Mandalorian. I have no complaints because I haven't seen it yet. So I'll have them, <laughs> but yeah. I am super excited about Mandalorian because it's an unknown entity. It's not tied into canon. It can just be its own thing. And I think if anything, because Mandalorian comes out a month before Star Wars, uh, the last or the Rise of Skywalker, Disney is kind of playing it awesome because I mean already they've done all kinds of pre-sales, you know, records. Even outselling yeah. the sales for Avengers Endgame. Um, yeah. I mean, it's selling like crazy, man. I mean, I, even I bought my tickets super early and I was going to wait and I was like, oh, I don't want to miss out. And I bought my tickets. I know you bought yours. Um, it's so it's so much hype. And I think The Mandalorian is going to be like a four week teaser, like, oh, Star Wars, look how badass this is. Now go see a movie. Yeah. I, I think it's going to make shit tons of money, at least at opening weekend. 
Well, we've we've covered a lot here. I think this is a good time to end it. So we'll do that. We're, a, we'll cover more next week if we have to. We'll get into it, and hopefully we will because. We're going to be at Comic-Con in Grand Rapids, November 8th through 10th. And we're going to give tickets away, right, Michael? And you tell us how we're going to do that. And this kind of leads into why this podcast is important if you listen. Michael, how can they get tickets? A pair of tickets, a three-day pass pair of tickets to the Grand Rapids Comic-Con. That's right, so we're giving away two three-day passes to the Grand Rapids Comic-Con as soon as I go and buy them. But it's going to happen this weekend. I'm going to go buy the tickets. We're going to give them away. And here is how you win them. You, we're going to give you something. We want a little something from you. So, if you listen to this podcast, go to our Facebook page. Leave a review or share either share share one of our podcast episodes. Can be your- share this one. Let's, yeah. let's make it very clear. Share, share one, episode yeah. 22. There you go, yeah. Share episode yeah. 22 or leave us a review. If you do that... We're going to put your name in the hat. Or if Facebook isn't your thing, because I realize all the olds are on Facebook, maybe you're more into Twitter. Okay? Retweet this episode, episode 22. We're going to put up the link tonight, tomorrow, sometime in the next. Well, obviously, if you're hearing this, it's already out. But it's coming out. Yeah. So if you retweet episode 22, you're in the running. We throw your name in the hat. So those three ways, one more time. Go to our Facebook page and share episode 22 or leave a review of the KyberCast. Other way is to go to Twitter and share episode 22. We want we want to get our name out there a little bit just because we want more listeners. We're not looking to make money. If it happens, sweet. We're pretty realistic in the fact that we just want to be geeks and keep talking about geek stuff. And... If more people listen, awesome. So you get more people to listen, at least do that legwork to share it out. We'll hook you up with tickets. Not obviously if you do it, but two people are going to potentially win three-day passes to the Grand Rapids Comic Con. You can be from anywhere as long as you're willing to commute to Grand Rapids to pick up the tickets. Perfect. So do what Michael says. Win some tickets. You can find this podcast and share it with your friends so they have a chance to win tickets at Apple at Apple Podcasts or Google, Spotify, Pocket Casts or anywhere, Stitcher. What do you listen to, Michael? What is it? Podbean? Podbean. You, Podbean. Podbean. Okay. Cool. So all those places uh, kind of share this out. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at KyberCast at all those locations. Share it. Win it. Michael, it's been a fun one. It's been a, a interesting one to record with all the things that we went through today. So it was fun. I think, you know, we're 24 hours past that preview. It's weighing in my head. I've watched it many times. I can't wait for the movie. And I thank you as always for participating with me on this always a pleasure. podcast. Always a pleasure. It's so much fun. So until next time, we will see you later. What a piece of junk. Shh.